Hi, Royals fans. This is J.J. Piccolo. The University of Kansas Health System is the official health care provider of the Kansas City Royals. Get the major league care you deserve at kansashealthsystem.com slash royals. This is Almost Entirely Sports with Joshua Briscoe. Your boy put up a hammock. On Sports Radio 810 WHB. What are days? That's been the question on the home stretch these last few weeks. What do days mean? They all end in Y. They all end in the word day. They range from Monday to Sunday and I think five of them in between. Sometimes I'm over on the home stretch on a, a Briscoe Friday, as host Sterling Holmes calls it. Sometimes it's a Thursday. Today is Wednesday. I did the home stretch. The home stretch comes here. It's a little home and home stretch. That's what we're going to call this segment from now on. Good that we finally got that nailed down. Sterling Holmes is the home stretch. Only, only like a year. Yeah. It just took about a year. Yeah, it took a very long time to realize that we, we could have been calling this a home and home with a home stretch um, or just the home and home stretch. But, you know, the most important thing is that Sterling Holmes, you are here. I love being here. Honestly, I feel good because every day that ends in Y is a day that you can crack open a nice cold beer. Wow. Have you tried any of the Sonic Seltzers yet, by the way? No, and I'm very disappointed. I tried the Bomb Pop one, the Quirk, by Boulevard. Holy bleep. Incredible. Only about one, though. They're sweet. They're... It gets oh, you. I don't know about rules. you with the sugars. That there, might be too much sugar. For no, no, no. It's not, it's not real sugar in there. It's cool. Seltzers are a game changer. I can crush. I can crush Seltzers all day. Really? And I intend to. I. Why don't we ever do a show where we just get twelve seltzers and we try each one? We have to Uber home afterwards, right? But we could just do a show. Yeah. Where we just drink seltzers the entire time. I'm fine with that. Even in a like forty minute segment. Here's <laughs> here's the thing for me. So I, I recently got a, a thing of uh, I'm gonna we're gonna dance around this okay so don't don't go blurting anything, but there was a thing that that uh, I went to that I found out later you were invited to as well that I I went and I picked up a big thing of quirks and took them over as a you know hey let's all have some seltzers with the boys sort of moment we all explain during the break don't think about it too hard it's fine, but. Uh, I, I had a Celtics with the boys sort of thing, and I, I got Boulevard Quirks because Boulevard's incredible, and I got like the standard. I got the, the Quirk pack that has the cherry blossom and oh, lime because yeah. that's the, that's my number one sure. overall Top seltzer. Um, but we did seltzer rankings with Tucker when we did power rankings a couple uh, of weeks ago because yeah. he's he's the seltzer king. Yeah, but we were talking about some seltzers there, and he mentioned the Sonic ones. That the, the night that I, I brought some Quirks as a gift, I legitimately think I had six over a few hours, and I was just I was just drinking flavored water, man. I don't Vibin. I don't. But I really here's the thing. My 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 alcohol tolerance has always been outrageously high. Um, I I you could you could. Oh, what a cool guy! This guy <laughs> no, cool. Part. No, yeah, I had about twenty beers last night. No. Seven shots. Didn't feel it. No, no, I I'm pissed because it just Is makes there me more vodka expensive. in that water bottle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's yeah. That's uh, not that's even my, buzzed. It's my it's my straight vodka water bottle here. I've got a little cold brew coffee can just to put a little Kalula in there. How do you say it? I don't know. I was gonna. I almost said Cholula. Cholula. I, I, yeah. I mix it with. I mix it with. Uh, sorry. I call it Kalula because it's a little bit of the um the rum, the creamy rum, which is pronounced. Kalua. Thank you. And then a little Cholula hot sauce. Uh, I put nice. that in some coffee, and that we call that we call that the uh, we call that the wake up. Briscoe actually rips shots with his muscle milk. Yeah, that, that's, that's right. That's what he does. 
I'm not. I'm not like I'm such a big man. I could. I could take a. I could take three shots to the face, not even feel anything. It. What it has meant is that like, right out of college, I would like the amount of of just stupid flavored alcohols that one of my friends and I would would buy. Um, Barton's not good. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know Barton's. Barton's is not a friend of mine. Mm. He's not a friend of mine either. Okay. <laughs> um, no, like your, you know, your your strawberry flavored rum or whatever. We we. Oh, I know. You made the face you just made is the face I make now. But it was like that's what we were doing. Um, and, and now at this point, like it, what that always does though, you drink enough. You, if I drink enough to make me feel like I'm having a real special time, I am going to be sick at some point. Mm. If not, if not yartsing sick, I almost made the noise and I decided I didn't want to do that to our, yeah, our beloved audience. Maybe not Yartsin sick, but I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be, not feeling good the next day, or sure. even just that, that night. And so I don't, I don't know. I think I think it, it makes me a, a, a less fun drinker. But look, listen here. This is the thing. This this segment not legally sponsored by Boulevard, but and really all seltzers, not all seltzers, the good seltzers. Sure. You can just drink them. You're just cracking open a little soda pop, basically. That's that's the appeal Ain't of the no Sonic Seltzers. When you're drinking claws, it's just a nice little cherry flavored, little uh, you know, bubbly flavor. Ain't no rulies when you're drinking trulies. I love that. Ain't ain't no stopping when you're ain't ain't no stopping it when you're dropping Sonic. Sonic is where am the Sonic? Don't need no the tonic when you're drinking Sonic. Ooh, Bang. boom. Gotta I'm. Crushing these Sonics so fast, you think I was the little blue hedgehog. Listening to Baby Bash while I drink this Sonic Blast. Wow, that's huge. Hold on. Baja Blast. We can do it with them, too. So there's a Mountain Dew Seltzer yeah, that yeah. I've not yet tried that I that stir, that uh, uh, you're Sterling. That uh, Tucker, <laughs> sorry, I've been crushing them all night. Uh, Tucker reviewed all the Mountain Dew ones very highly. So yeah. that's that's huge. Promising. Um, but yeah, there, there ain't no stopping her when you're crushing ocean water. Feel like Dirk when you're drinking Quirk. Wow, I love that one. That one's really good. What? Feel like Dirk? Yeah, like Nowitzki? Nowitzki yeah. Well, you know how he, late career Dirk, how he kind of, wa- how he, he moved his legs very awkwardly, like in, you know, when you drink enough Quirks, you're going to start moving, moving like, like that too. Moving like old Dirk? Yeah. Like you're old running Dirk. up and down the court like Yeah, it look, looks like you have no knees. I think you might be right. I don't have any notes for that. Any other popular, uh... So what's the well, there's one that always advertises how much vitamin C it has in it like Vizzy or something. Mm. Getting dizzy drinking Vizzy baby. That Ooh. one's easy. Blur your Vizzy. Love that. Love blur your Vizzy by drinking by drinking Vizzy. Why are we not marketing icons? Truthfully it's truly fully. Truly fully it's disgusting. I agree. Disrespectful? The fact that no one has paid us to advertise their seltzers or beers during this particular hour on a weekly basis does feel like a missed opportunity for somebody's yeah. marketing department. For someone who likes to crush uh, soda pops. Yeah. As much as we do. A, little da- a couple of daddy sodas. Mm. Yeah, fight I, through that. I, I like how you just fight through. You know the old uh, John Mulaney bit where it's, you know, when you get older, <laughs> I don't you fight, this, through, you fight through the burps. Yeah. You, you know it's coming. I don't. You just got to. What am I supposed to do otherwise? Just belch into the microphone or like Pause. lean away or hit the... I, look, my cough button situation right now is tenuous. Um, I, good word. You gotta, you gotta fight through you it. You've used some you. good words today on the home stretch too. It's been... What was my... Did I have a good word on the yeah, uh, home stretch? It's a pleasure. You used some like Greek god. Oh, uh, I, I used the word Sisyphusian. Sisyphusian, yeah. Because you... So you posed this question. Let's make this... Let's do this, this topic for the third time between the two of us, yeah, okay? Well, I, 
It's good. It's a good topic. We'll ask you probably next Friday too. You wish to do it again. <laughs> Let's see if my opinions have changed. Last Thursday on Briscoe Friday, you had a this or that question, the best segment in radio, this or that with Sterling Holmes. TM. You asked, you know, do, do would you not would you rather, I guess, but would you have a better chance of getting a hit, a base hit off of Jacob DeGrom? You're in, you're in the batter's box. Healthy Jacob DeGrom, not him, sure. obviously coming off of injury. He could headbutt that ball to me and I think I would miss. But yeah, yeah, sure. Healthy Jacob DeGrom. Or tackle Derrick Henry. And, and uh, on Briscoe Friday on Thursday, I said I, I would never be able to do either one. But today on Briscoe Friday, Wednesday, it's like the COVID year of football games. Yeah. We've we, we, we done every day of the week at this point. It's been Friday. It's been Friday night football on Tuesday, Wednesday, <laughs> Thursday, Friday. But today I, I, I said that if I had to do one of these in a Sisyphusian sense— where the only Sisyphus is the the the, it's got to be Greek, right? Got to be, got to be Greek. Um, the 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 mythical whatever Greek figure whose eternal punishment is that he has to push that big boulder up the hill, and whenever he feels like he's going to get up the hill, it rolls back down. He's just always rolling. That's his that is his lot for eternity. And I'm saying that the only way you can you can escape out of Hades back to Earth is by either successfully tackling Derrick Henry or getting a, a base hit off Jacob Degrom. Like a defense out there and everything, yeah. Not contact. We're talking a a rope. You not even okay. It can be a blooper, yeah, but yeah. it has to get down. But it's got to get down, and you got to get to first. Yeah. No Jeff Rancourt throwing you out at first base. That'd be the worst. You get one to right field. All of a sudden, <sighs> you see Jeff Rancourt just throw a laser to get you get you out of first base. That seems possible too. Like I'm not gonna pull anything. I'm, if I'm gonna get any contact, I'm just gonna dink it up. Oh, well, I'm gonna, lefty. So if, well, oh, yeah, that's true. That's for, true. For if you, I, if you I can, do somehow pull it, if you poke it, if you poke it left, you're you're good. Yeah. But I I said, and and actually this time you can be the one that answers this question for yourself. But sure. I I said that I think if I had infinite opportunities and and we turned off injuries, I would rather try to tackle Derrick Henry. Not rather, but I would choose to try <laughs> to tackle Derrick Henry because I think if you gave me a hundred tries to basically throw myself at his ankles, that one of those times I might be able to wrap up around his legs and that somewhere over the 80 yards that he is dragging me, maybe 75 yards down the field, he just like steps on my helmet funny and he falls over, right? In the face mask. Yes. You're, you're hoping he gets his cleat in your face mask. Literally, I'm hoping that he kicks, well, in uh, as, as he's coming through the A gap and that no one else, there's no gang tackle, but we've decided that He's got to run through a gap in a defense. You're yeah. playing Mike it's linebacker. Not, it's not one-on-one. You start at the 50, he's on the zero-yard line, and you have to try and... Right. You, you are just you, you have subbed in for Nick Bolton in a horrible <laughs> oversight by Steve Spagnuolo. You have subbed in for Nick Bolton. Well, is that the worst decision he's made? <sighs> yes. 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 This is, we, we did some of this on the home stretch today, but like Dan Sorensen would have, would have been the best football player at your high school by... So many hundreds of miles, you wouldn't yeah. have been able to breathe. Um, yeah, l- listen to that on the home stretch because there was a lot of more in depth, and I don't want to go through that again. Yeah, that's yeah, fair. But uh, I-, I think there's a chance of of one of those times injuries turned off that that you trip up Derrick Henry. I don't think there's a world I'm getting a base hit. But I don't. Where where are you at? So, as someone who played baseball, I'm five ten, one seventy. I'm not sorry. They weren't throwing me out at linebacker. Yeah. You're not, you're not a natural fit. If, if injuries are off. Third down backer for you. If injuries are off, then yeah, I'm probably going to go and try and tackle Derrick Henry because I think I have a better shot. Just the physics. But if injuries are turned on, 
the first time I try and tackle Derrick Henry, if he doesn't do the little little brother, big brother hand on my <laughs> dome and I, he's moving me around, palming yeah. me like Michael Jackson or Michael Jordan palms of basketball. Let's talk about Alien Ant Farm again, too. Let's just redo the hour we did down yeah, there. It was, it was a good hour. Yeah, it was a good, it was a good hour. Just replay that. Yeah. If there's injuries after the one time I try and tackle Derrick Henry, I'm out for like at least six, eight months. I'm never going to get the chance to tackle him. You would only get to try once a year, yes. basically. Baseball, I had a better a better chance because, you know, maybe after I see a few pitches and not get hurt. Mm-hmm. So maybe after 300 at-bats, 500 at-bats. DeGrom's arm's going to get tired at some point. I'm just going to sit up there and just make him throw pitches. I don't know. I think it's, e- quote-unquote, better chance of tackling Derrick Henry. But if injuries are on, I'm for sure just going to take my chances with DeGrom. I think both are impossible. Here's my question. Jacob DeGrom is pitching to you now. Yeah. And you are using a... Oh, wood bat, too. You, Yeah. You are using, in this case, a tennis racket. That it, the, the strands are made out of adamantium or whatever. The racket's not going to break. He's not going to throw it through your racket. If you mm. make contact with the racket, you you know, then the ball goes into play. I think how that's many, easier. How many times do you think it would take for you to hit that ball with the tennis racket? Not even worried about getting on, but just making I think contact. harder because... Oh, really? I disagree. I, I've played a lot Swing more baseball. Hard. Yeah, but I've played a lot more... It's thin. It's narrow. How many you beers do I get? Because if I can buy a... my... If I, how many, do I get some seltzers? Yeah. I'm used to having a nice little... You're wearing... This whole time you're wearing a camelback that has just like a Jack and just, Coke in the back. Just, it's bush light. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got a bush light camelback. And I'm wearing my Miller Lite 76. Uh, that's my softball jersey I rock. I got my Miller Lite... Uh, my, my Miller Lite... It gives uh, me powers. Uh, basketball jersey. Yeah. Man, both kind of suck. Do you see that uh, I just... I'm, I, I got TweetDeck open here, and I just I just saw this from earlier. The Freddy, the latest on the Freddie Freeman thing? Now, this is from Doug Gottlieb, so, so you know, check your, the last, check your sources. The last I saw was that he dropped his agent, and he was becoming his own agent. So here's what Gottlieb says. Casey Close never told Freddie Freeman about the Braves' final offer. That's why Freeman fired him. He found out in Atlanta this weekend. There's a lot of weird emotions around all of that, sure. right? It isn't that rare to have happened in the MLB, but it happened Close knew Freddie would have taken the Atlanta deal. So there was a little bit of tension. I can't, one of the Dodgers, I think it was, might have even been Kershaw, yeah. who was like, yeah, you know, it's just hope he likes being on our team or whatever. But maybe Freddie Freeman, I mean, Freddie Freeman would have taken the Braves' best offer, and his agent just didn't tell him that, so he would sign with L.A. Because I'm assuming the agent probably would have gotten more money with a larger deal, even if it was close. And and he would have probably given the Braves a discount to stay in Atlanta, is my guess. And yeah. you would have made more money in Atlanta over the long run, realistically, if it was close, based on taxes. Yeah, I don't know. That's bonkers. So, I know that's, yeah. Freddie Freeman, there's been some pictures circling of all of his teammates on the dugout. When they're in the dugout, they're on the fence, you know, mm-hmm. cheering on the, the squad, and he's sitting down in the background. Was that specifically from the Brave series? Yeah, okay. I don't know all the details. We are not going to be able to get into Freddie Freeman's mind, and he's not going to come out and say, yeah, I do not want to be here in, in L.A. Of course. Right? He signed the deal. He signed the deal end of the day. But that is a horrible thing to it do. It really here. feels oh. like he would have preferred to be a Brave. He, that he would have taken the offer to be one if he would have even known about it. That yeah. that is wild. That, the that's fact he said that, that too, 
that's if, Doug Gottlieb on to, Inside Info. He sure. hasn't said that publicly. It was we know right yeah. now. So because you would have to imagine the Dodgers who have World Series aspirations. Do not want a distraction like this, especially with Freddie Freeman, who's been solid. Hasn't been incredible, right? He's been good. Don't get me wrong, but it comes. It's like, does he have more on his mind than just trying to win a World Series when all of these guys for the Dodgers have this solid core, right? It feels like everyone on the Dodgers have bought into the the team is more important than me. When you look at guys like Chris Taylor, Max Muncy, who's had a down year, uh, Will Smith, who's now starting to DH more. You can't believe what he did to Chris Rock, Co- though. Cody, Cody Bellinger. Like, but just looking around, you see a lot of these pitchers who have started off in the bullpen, who have then gotten chances uh, as a starter, then back to the bullpen. Like, They've done a great job of team ball, mm-hmm. but if you have one guy who's getting paid one of the most in Major League Baseball, who's seeming like a me-first guy, if this is r- true— that's to piss off a lot of players. Kershaw, Mookie Betts. But this, but this, it, with this story in particular, does end up making Freddie Freeman also a victim in all of that. I don't know if that's going to help him in the locker room, no, but it, it helps won't. him to it me won't. because if you, if you look, man, you look like a victim and you look like an ass. I don't know. I'm not. I don't. It would be again if you're if you are a teammate in that moment. You at some point. At some point, it probably is on Freddie Freeman to be able to put that in the rear view. Sure. How long did he sign? What was what was the deal with with the Dodgers? Do you know? Was, I'll, I'll look it up. I'll, yeah. Don't worry about it. Uh, but but if you if you are a player experiencing that through another player, I I bet that he will have some guys in that clubhouse who go. Sure, I can't believe that agent did that to you because you. You, at that point, you as a player become a pawn of your agent, and none of those guys are going to. Ever, I, I would like to hope that guys in that clubhouse, if this story is ultimately true, would say you got played here, and I understand that you finding out that news would make you a little bit, a little bit messed up. But also, you're here now, so then can we make this work? But yeah, maybe Mookie like, Betts some time would to, have to the mend. best because he was Major in Boston and, and, and he had to move market. So maybe you would say he has the best chance because a lot of guys on the Dodgers, they're Trey Turner, maybe. Yeah. But Trey Turner kind of maybe felt like he wanted out of the into onto a better system, at least even though he said he wasn't going to play second base. And what did he do last year when Corey Seager came back and was healthy? Played second base. I mean, again, the Dodgers do well as a team. They're well-built, well-structured, uh, kind of like the Chiefs here's, and, and to that extent as far as top-down. Here, here's the thing with oh – boy, it's, this is bonkers. Also, did Track change their thing? Or did I click a link weird? I don't It doesn't matter. Um if if this was Freddie Freeman being hurt about that he never got a, a a competitive offer from Atlanta and he was still now like going through that now I I think that there would be harsher criticism if he never found out that they did give him an offer that he would have taken everyone on the planet would be pissed about that about not being sure. told they had a better offer from from where they wanted to be more yeah also Freddie Freeman's deal is six years, $162 million from this year through 2027. That is a huge, first of all, lots of money. He'll be fine. But this isn't, he's I, not going back to Atlanta in a year or two if, no. he, if he wants to. Um, uh, I'll tell you this, though. I don't know, man. That's uh, to move to L.A., I would, I would sign that deal. Of course. <laughs> I just, it, this is a very, very I know. unique he's story. From Atlanta. I don't know if he's from Atlanta, but he was there for a long, long, long time. I believe that's the only team he's played for. I don't know if he was drafted by Atlanta or not. I don't have his draft in front of me. I'd have to imagine he was drafted by Atlanta. I don't know. I can look that up also now, but you're going to have to keep talking. Either way. We can talk about the Royals instead now also. Yeah, he's fine. Either way, he's fine. It is a a very unique 
story in the the grand scheme of of sports. I, I don't, we don't get a whole lot of that. Um, yeah, he's drafted by the Braves in, in the second round in 07. Speaking of left-hand first basemen who is. rake. Here it is. Vinny P, baby. Hasn't quite yet done the, the, the raking big part. show raking part. But well, you know. if we give him a actual rake, get in a bunker. Would you get a hit off of Jacob DeGrom if you had a rake? Would you make contact with That the would be more difficult. I agree. I think that would actually be moving backwards. Uh, were, what did you think? Let's let's go with like the big picture things. We've had shows opposite Royals games the last sure. couple of nights. We're finally able to talk about this baseball team a little bit. Let's go back one step forward, or one step back from, from Pasquantino getting called up to them successfully sending Carlos Santana wow. off, also with some cash. Um, I think Mike Miner was the only other time in recent memory that, that the Royals have sent money to offload a bad deal. Those are both under John Sherman. I think that's very interesting. But they, they send off Carlos Santana and some cash, get back a couple pitchers. We'll see. Yeah. But they did end up getting someone to want Carlos Santana. And the fact is... And he played well for this last month. Wyatt Mills is probably going to be in Major League Baseball relatively soon. He's bounced back from the majors in AAA. He's had some dominant seasons or at least dominant parts of his career in AAA, right? Got to the majors. He's been just a guy. And that's probably all he's going to be. I don't expect Wyatt Mills to all of a sudden turn into a lockdown reliever or a starter. But getting a guy who can at least eat some innings in the bullpen when you don't have better options currently at the moment, that's not a bad thing, right? And then when it comes to Fleming, that's a lottery ticket. But he's 6'6". You've seen reports of you know 95-mile-hour fastball. You've seen some glimpses here and there. That's a, that's a complete lottery ticket. I don't expect him to turn necessarily into anything. I mean, it'd be a long shot. But at least getting a lottery ticket is something that none of us expected to happen with Carlos Santana. So the fact they got anything, let alone a guy who's probably going to be in the majors at some point this year in Wyatt Mills, that's... Got to be taken as a positive. A month ago, everybody wanted Carlos Santana just DFA'd. Yeah, my and, and look, they changed hitting coaches, and then yep. he started playing better. You could argue that there are a bunch of moves the Royals should have made a lot sooner that would get to him, that would have moved Bobby him along Wood a Jr., lot quicker. Uh, I mean, and, again, and MJ Melendez had a down month after sure. that. So you know, who, who's to say? But you get you get to a point where again, where Carlos Santana is a is a value of some sort yeah. to Seattle. That seems like a victory. Yeah, so if you look at Seattle's lineup. Not very good. Yeah, fair enough. Fair uh, enough. Not not exactly. Not exactly going to go try to hit a few dingers over the short porch in New York. No. He, he's not not exactly the, the Yankees' new bat. And Ty France, I believe, has hurt their normal first baseman. So that's another reason to go out and at least bring in a first baseman DH. But again, th- this was a good move for Kansas City. It allowed uh, Pascantino to come up just to open the space up. My idea was you cut Santana because I didn't think anyone was going to trade for him. You cut him. You bring in Lorenzo Cain on a one-day contract, right? One-day contract. Let him go out with, with some fun. No. Sign some tickets. or sign, no. uh, Get some... Uh, Absolutely not. Some tickets sold. No. Sterling, no. One-day contract. No. Sign him for the rest of the season. <laughs> <laughs> and then you bring up Pascantino. Yeah, I know. But this is bring a good case scenario. Uh, scenario. Yeah. I'm... I'm happy. So, so tell me where you're at with Pasquantino right now. So today he he walked a couple times. Hasn't sure. gotten his first hit yet. Um, a couple he he grounded into a double play on his first major league pitch last uh, night. Billy Miller. <clears throat> uh, wow. <laughs> um, that's, I mean, I guess I would. Would you take that? You'd take that right now, right? If he's just 100%. literally Benny Butler. Yeah. If he 
could be Benny. He could be Billy Butler. Um, but but what's your what's your feeling on him from sort of the story of, of his rise as a yeah. uh, not a absolutely premium pick and and he does yeah. some unique stuff in the minors. Now he's here and it, neither of us are going to overreact to two games. But but where are you at right now? What's your uh, what's your uh, Vinny P heat check? An eleventh round draft pick who had to overtake. Nick Prado, a first-round draft pick, who, don't get me wrong, Prado was a high schooler, right, who was drafted uh, two years before him. Uh, Prado was drafted in 2017. He'll get here. Uh, he, Prado's one year younger still, because he was a high school guy compared to a college guy, but still, first-round draft pick at the position that you also play, and this organization tends to find and hold on to guys and say, no, that's our guy, no one's getting over him. How often have we seen the Mondesi? Just certain players are like, no, this is our guy. We're going to live and die on this hill. We planned it, this out five years yeah, ago. We're not changing. Sorry, we're not changing. The fact that they were like, you know what? Prado's doing okay in the minors. Uh, the average leaves a lot to be desired, but the OPS is still great, and he's getting a lot of walks, and we know about how he's supposedly a gold glove first baseman, right? Mm-hmm. So the, the fact was, Pascantino still had to produce and overproduce, and that's what he did. He did everything and more that was asked of him. Eventually, I'm sure he was sitting there going, like, come on, guys, I can't do much else. Yep. But he finally gets the call up. First day, they didn't, they didn't play him because he was basically traveling. Right. I agree with. First night at DH, I disliked because I go, that's so much pressure in between each at-bat. And yet you can say, yeah. you can go to the batting cages and work on it. But then at that point, you're overthinking, yeah, yeah, I yeah. think. You get your feet wet playing first base. Also, Hunter Dozier's not the best first baseman to begin with. It, it is what it is. Goes 0 for 4, but he had two hard-hit balls. Yep. Double play ball, I think the exit field was like 106. I think it was his third at bat would have been the other one probably. So when you have two hard-hit balls that don't drop, you're like, at least no strikeouts. Not necessarily a horrible at bat. I mean, the double play, you could say. That was his first pitch, and I think think his third at bat was also on his first pitch. Sure. Make little contact. Escobar. Yeah. Little Escobar. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, he's he's like Billy Butler meets Elcides Escobar. But you took... Who was that player? He took two walks. Yep. I'm now, now I'm trying to think of that Me play. Me too. I don't know. Well, I'm going to think one possible. of the break. Yeah, I'm going I'm to think of one. You took two walks in your second game. That's progress. Which is also, like, that's that's part of his calling card, mm-hmm. is that he is a that he has a sniper scope on the strike zone. Two walks, zero strikeouts. Zero average, 286 on base. Sounded a lot like a uh, Carlos Santana. <laughs> I'm kidding. So I'm rude. kidding. I, I'm being facetious. I, and, and yeah, I don't. I mean, just real quick, yes or no? These first two days changed literally nothing about what you would have thought three days ago, right? I'm almost. I don't want to say more enthused, but if you if you see a guy who walks twice, doesn't strike out, has two hard hit balls, sure it hasn't fallen, but he has uh, five at bats now. He's over five because the two walks. So he had seven right. plate appearances, five at bats with two walks. Yeah, so you're hoping he comes up and it's three home runs his first game. No, my but- my point, the reason that, and that was a very long yes or no answer, but my my point was to, was just to say, if he would have hit literally a grand slam every time up for two straight games, certainly we would have led the show with it. But but in reality, two games should not change your view of a baseball player. There are no. simply too many games for that to be reasonable. But I I look at. Everything that we learned about him from the tools he showed in Omaha mm-hmm. to now you get a, you get a couple examples of it here at the major league level 
I, I am exactly where I was three or four days ago with yeah. him. Um, I, I think his his fever pitch might have actually been a few weeks back yeah. because we were all because the Royals were even more just absolute starvation poverty baseball. And we were starved for for some content. And Santana was in just this black hole. And no one thought he was going to get out of. True. And then he turned out. You know, Santana got feeling pretty smooth out there and really turned it on. It was like, okay, do you really want to take him out of the lineup? I get it. He's not the future, but you're also sitting here going, man. You actually might get something for him now. You might get a lottery ticket and get out of the contract to an extent. And that's what happened. Yep. Uh, anything else with the Royals at the moment that you're looking around and going, hey, today, you know, the bullpen's been in a better uh, a better place. Yeah. Um, the uh, I'm not really counting last night sure. also just because it, that one I was over pretty easy. Any of the We haven't talked about the Royals on this show in like a month. Yeah. So it, where, where are you at right now? What What are you optimistic about? Let's start there. What do you like? I, I like Bobby Witt Jr. I like the quote-unquote youth movement that's happening. I'm fine with giving Singer the ball in, in the ninth inning, even though he only went the eight in the third. I'm fine with that because you're not playing for anything except for development this season. Sorry, you're not making the playoffs. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if J.J. Piccolo has at any point sort of officially said that they're no longer in the race, but yeah. I, I bet they understand that. But So throwing him out there for the ninth inning, I liked uh, Jonathan Heasley against the Angels, not this start, the past, the previous start, right? Mm-hmm. They put him out for the sixth. He had two walks and then gave up the three-run home run to Shohei Otani. You can make the case that you should pull him after that. Maybe he was tiring, laboring a little bit. But also, it's like, we want to see what he has. If you're the Royals, you're sitting there saying, what does he got? When he has adversity, can he get through it? Uh, Chris Bubich last night, he was getting shelled. They tried to get him through five, right? I think it was like four and two-thirds. Okay. So, or no, two nights ago. And then, and, then, uh, and then Heasley was last night. Yes. So the fact is, they're at least going with the young guy. They're not bringing in a 35-year-old dude. Grinky's fun because Grinky is Grinky. That at least you gives, it keeps you with some respectability as well. You have one grown-up in the rotation. And, who, you, yes. and people can learn from him. Yep. So as a whole, I don't necessarily disagree with the way they are going about some of these instances. But at some point, they got to figure something out. Yeah. Because you can't. Just sit here and go, well, all six or all five of these young pitchers are busts? I don't believe that. Jackson Coar flashed out of the bullpen the other night. He had still had three walks. One was not a walk. It should have been a strike. Was not. But again, he fought through it. Zero runs given up. Five Ks. If you look at the K per nines this year, looks okay. Uh, Olivares is getting some playing time, but I don't think he's going to be anything because he literally can't play. He looks like me after a lot of beers playing right field. I think going back to our conversation on the home stretch earlier today, I feel like that's a little bit unfair to compare I, I, professional I, I would, you, but I understand. I would this. until I was there the game Saturday, yeah. and I go, I might not make that play, but I would miss it more suavely, more smoothly. Yeah, you know, he made Nori Aoki look like a cool. very good route runner to the ball. I miss Nori Aoki. Yeah. And then Kyle Isabel again. I don't think Kyle Isabel is going to be anything, but of course I say that, and he has home runs and back-to-back games. Isabel Why are you still low on Isabel? Is there a specific reason? I, I just don't know what he necessarily... What is his upside? I think he has a low floor, and I don't think he has a very high ceiling. His... I feel like his... And nothing against him personally. It's just I feel like his best season would be Benintendi's worst. Everything Benintendi, hmm. everything Benintendi does... Is yeah, I'm with on you. a magnitude better, and that's why I'm team re-signed Benintendi to a long long term contract. I don't think that's going to happen. If it does happen in the offseason, I like the sign and trade, or not the sign and trade because you don't do that. But we've been talking about you, basketball you, right you, here too. You, you trade Benintendi and then sign him in the offseason, right? 
you get some for Benintendi this year who's going to be a hot commodity on the free agent market, then you can re-sign him in the offseason if you can come to terms. That's the way I'd go about it. Because if you don't sign Benintendi, he walks, and you get nothing for him in a season like this, that's a massive miscalculation. That I 100% agree with. And uh, I'd like to ask you a question about Nori Aoki before we take our first break of the hour. would love to. What was the last year that Nori Aoki played professional baseball? In America or can it be overseas? Professional baseball anywhere internationally is acceptable. Last year. Uh, I'm going to I'm trying to find the specifics to try to if I get you anything more up to date than hold on one give me one 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 further second so I can just um sort by a different column here. He was is was seventh in at bats for the Yakult Swallows in Japan this year. He's 40 years old. He's out here doing it in Japan, playing some baseball. What about Eski? Hitting, hitting uh, 234. His OBP is 316. You know, you can, that, that's all right. He's uh, hit three homers this year. Big time RBI. power. Not, yeah. not, a, not a ton of power. Um, well, for him, it's huge. I'm not sure. What is the... Julio Franco, because he was doing coaching for a while over, uh, I don't know, somewhere internationally. And... At one point, I'm pretty sure the team was bad, so he inserted himself into a game. That's so good. And he's like 60 at this point. That's so great. And how did it go? Do you, have you, did you I, have I more information remember. on the story? There was a story? whole story about it. There, there, there was a whole story written a few years ago about Julio Franco. and He was one of my favorite players growing up, which is wild because he's like 60. And I'm 28, so you would think our career, or our, my watching baseball wouldn't line up with his career. But he played that long. Uh, Esky still got a 223 average this year with Washington. Mm. Can't believe it. I, he, this. I mean, he was out of the major leagues for for three seasons, and now he's got he's in his second stint with Washington. I don't know if he's a, if he's a, a real part time guy at this point. Or if he, he's been he hurt. was the starter, and then he got moved to um, part time guy because they have a younger shortstop they have been rolling with. It makes sense that there would be a younger shortstop on the roster because Alcides Escobar might be the oldest shortstop to record a, 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 a play in 2022. I don't know that to be true, but it seems like it's at least possible. Mm-hmm. That's Sterling Holmes of the home stretch. You can hear him weekdays over on ESPN Kansas City, 1510 AM, 94.5 FM. But you can hear him whenever we come back from this break also, so you don't have to go anywhere. Just stick around. We'll get back in a second. This is Almost Entirely Sports with Joshua Briscoe. Yeah, sounds like it. Something yeah. in the zoo would somehow win the NCAA tournament this year, even though they didn't make the tournament. So, yeah, so yeah. don't ever compare Slim Chickens to Mizzou ever again, okay? Or we will, I will hang up on you right now. On Sports Radio 810 WHB. Still here with Sterling Holmes of the home stretch here on Sports Radio 10 WHB. You can hear him over on ESPN Kansas City, 3 to 4 weekdays, 15, 10 a.m., 94.5 FM, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I, I want to ask you one more big, vague Royals thing, and then we'll, you know, do more almost entirely, probably. But I asked you to, hey, give me, give me your pitch on some things you feel good about surrounding the Royals right now. Yeah. But, you know, I like to think that was me being Jacob deGrom, like, just painting the black. And, like, here, sure. see if you can at least foul this one into, into play. Yeah. Or chip, I was going to say foul this one off. And I thought, let's see if we can get it into play. Here's your, I'm just going to set this one on a tee for you right now. What's the Royals' biggest problem at the moment? And I actually, maybe it's not on a tee, because I think there are several options. You could, you probably have some people who have been reasonable about those takes, some people who may have gone a step too far. I'm genuinely curious to know what you, what you think the Royals could or should do 
now, short-term future, whatever it may be that would actually fix some things. I absolutely hate saying this because I really like the guy as a, as a person. I appreciate what he has done. I can't believe you think they should cut Salvi. Dayton Moore. Oh, that makes more sense. Yeah. Dayton Moore, you've what, three winning seasons and it's like 16 years. Obviously, you had the World Series win, the World Series appearance back-to-back years. That's incredible, right? That's what you ask for. But what he is doing now is tarnishing his legacy. Mm. In my mind, that's what is happening. He was not going to fire Terry Bradshaw, the hitting coach, not the former NFL quarterback. Yes. Uh, surprisingly, right? Yeah. And basically, he goes, that's all J.D. Piccola's decision. You know, he was tearing up about it. So you're just going to sit back and, and just roll with that? With just every, it's great to be a guy that everyone enjoys coaching, working, and playing for. Mm-hmm. You want some of that, yes. But at some point, it has to come to. You're here to win ball games. It's not third grade where everyone gets a OJ and an orange after the game. You could still get an OJ and an orange after the game. You I get bet. a lot of vitamin C. Yeah. But now it's come to Cal Eldred. So sure, some of the pitchers have looked a little bit better. But it's not anything crazy. It's not noticeable. You've had a long enough sample size to say, you know what, it's not working out. And if he won't make the change, if he's handcuffing J.J. Piccola, he's got to go. There's been Mike Matheny. I, for the most part, don't think Mike Matheny is the major issue. But there's been a lot of talks about how he runs a tight clubhouse where it's very strict and every game's a must-win game. you got to do this, that, and the other. That's not good for a young ball club that's trying to grow, and you're going to have a lot of lumps. Dayton Moore tried selling this year, maybe not tried selling it, but as a compete year, or at least a progression year. Certainly pitched it that way. Th- think say. of a 2013, you know, where you're not making the playoffs, but you have, you're in it. Yes, and and you see the future. How many years has he said, we're not tanking, we're not rebuilding, we're going to try and bring someone in, and it's been a 100-loss season, a 90-loss season? Too many to count. At some point, you got to move on. And the thing is, I think he's great for baseball. Dayton Morris, I think he'd be a phenomenal commissioner. Mm. You know my thoughts on, on Rob Manfred? Big fan. Love him. I think Dayton Moore would be someone that the owners would enjoy, the players would like, the fans would enjoy. He's just, it's time to move on. Yeah. What do you think the best sports trophy is? We also talked about this after the Stanley Cup. And... And we'll, Stanley Cup. Major, you can drink out of it. Major American sports trophies. I I agree. Rudy agrees. We, that's that is that's where we've ended up. You can drink out of it. It's too, you can eat cereal out of it. Oh my gosh! You can Chipotle. I got Chipotle I mean, in it. It's big. You can hold it up over your head. Yeah. Everybody gets to hold it up over you their can put, head. Like, a baby in it if you wanted to. If I had a, ba- you know what, I, I would try to get like I would say if I get Scout to like sit in it. The dog, you know, she's a little bigger than that yeah. would be, but we could try. You could like beer pong with it. You could just put a. The Just options are no, the options are are limitless. Yeah. So I agree. That's your number one. What's number two, and then what's the worst? You, you've got the Lombardi. You've got the Larry O'Brien. You've got the World Series trophy. Does it have? An, is it named after anybody? I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, World Series trophy is probably my second favorite. Then behind it, I think it's one of the coolest looking ones. I think it looks awesome. I have the, a pitch the, for you, and I have a the a, a, worst. I'm gonna let you get through it though. The the Lombardi is basically the football on the the stand, kind of boring. Larry O'Brien won. Is a basketball on a stand? It's a basketball on a stand. They added uh, they added the like etching of yeah. like a net in it this year. That was a step down for me. I think I didn't like that. I might go Lomb- not what it means, just as far as just aesthetically, aesthetic- aesthetically. aesthetically. Probably the Lombardi Trophy is my least favorite aesthetically pleasing 
trophy, two things for you. One, I agree with you on the Lombardi. I think I would go Lombardi one spot over the uh, LOB, as we call it. But they're very close. They're basically the same trophy for What's different the sports. What's the LOB? The LOB. The Larry O'Brien. Oh, okay. At least I thought the, it was some like, like lacrosse league. I'm like, yes, okay, I you're going there, the pal. I don't, I don't. <laughs> no, no, no. Major American sports leagues. I'm, I'm trying to, to, to make it about the big four for the most part, I guess. I can fix the Lombardi trophy with one move, though, okay? I don't care if it's with magnets or with a latching system or, or whatever it is. You make it to where you can pick the football off of the base of the Lombardi trophy completely changes the game. You know how the how Tom the, Brady after yes. all those tequilas. Yes. Instead of throwing the full trophy, he can just pick up the top and just throw it to Gronk. That that's made of metal. Yeah. You know what I think should be able to happen? You saw the Avs dented the, the Stanley Cup, like within moments of winning the, sure. the Stanley Cup. I want Rob now obviously Rob Gronkowski is retired and there's no way he's coming back. When has he ever done that before? I want Rob Gronkowski to have won the Super Bowl, grab the ball off the top of the Lombardi Trophy, and spike that sucker. It would be fine. It'd be okay. Spike it into grass. Don't do it in a concrete, I guess. But I, I think that would change the game. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Gronk did dent the Lombardi Trophy one time, though. That makes you know what I would not. I would do. I, I, I had a look at. That's what I was looking at. It wasn't just ignoring you. No, I believed. I, 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 believed I was you. like, I'm pretty sure Gronk did, and he. He did dent it. I forget what that he rules. did. That's great. Oh yeah, with a I think someone threw a baseball at him and he tried to bunt it. Awesome perfection. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think the Larry, I think that the, the Lombardi Trophy would would get one step up if you could just take the football off and then just toss it around. Well, basketball is kind of the same thing. Then it absolutely is. Um, we, we talked about this on Monday. I think that what you do then is that you then have a shooting contest where whoever makes their shot first is the actually the finals MVP. <laughs> you could you could like Steph gets his you you can you rank in order who should get the first shot instead of voting on the MVP. But then Steph's got to hit a straightaway three with a trophy. You know the ball is obviously significantly smaller sure. than a basketball, heavier than a basketball. So he has to take that off and then try to hit that three. If he hits it, he he's he's the series MVP. Watch as Draymond finally makes a shot. This is it. If if everybody just is whiffing because they've never shot this size of a ball before at this weight, all of a sudden you've got uh, 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 Kevon Looney is now he drains okay, his first one. Don't and he's you the MVP. rip on Kevin Looney because Kevin Looney was actually top three in my mind. He he had a really good playoff series and Kevon Looney was an X factor. So don't you dare say Kevon Looney. I'm just saying that maybe it gets to him. Gary Payton the second. Sure. And then all of a sudden now they're the finals MVP. So I'm offering that to you. Um, and I think that that's a logical question. Here's the follow up. Mm-hmm. If you're Steph Curry. That's you, pretty cool. <laughs> so far so good. Final. You're about to. You're about to enter the the finals. Do you start mixing in a workout routine where you are shooting like a medicine ball? No. You know why? It's gonna. It's gonna bleep up your stroke. You know why? Three one has happened. What if it's? What if you're up three one? No, it's happening. You're just before. doing it just then. Uh. Uh-uh. Can't do it. Three zero. If anyone knows three zero, because the thing that's it. If anyone finds out that you have been practicing to clinch the MVP. You're torched, dude. You're You're... going to get annihilated. But if nobody on the team practices, what if the entire roster misses it and all of a sudden it's like, hey, Jason Tatum, you want this? You haven't made a shot yet this series. Try this one. It was a little dig for Case Beards is listening or something. Mm. That's my suggestion. Here's my my World Series trophy take, okay? I think that the World Series trophy— It's a hunk of metal. Sorry, the hunk of metal. I appreciate that. I think the hunk of metal trophy is— maybe the best trophy to look at through a pane of glass. It's kind of intricate. Oh, it's yeah. interesting, right? A lot of flags. 
I think it's the worst to have a day with. Oh yeah, what if you fall? Breaking it. Well, what if you fall and you land? You get pierced. Yes, you die impaled on the. That is, I'm not rooting for this. Okay, to be clear. But Rob Banford will die Final Destination style, tripping and falling down the stairs and just landing on the World Series the trophy. Hunk of metal. The metal. On his hunk of metal, pierced like a vampire or something. Again, I am not rooting for this or trying to put this on Rob Banford. I'm just saying that if, if, if he was the commissioner of baseball in a Final Destination movie, that's what would happen. Okay. That will not happen in real life, nor should it, nor do I wish any ill will on anybody. I can think of a few people, but not specifically Rob Banford. Is it me? No, it's not. You, in fact, I, I like having you on this show so much. I want to do one more segment. You good? Let's do it. A few more minutes of Sterling next. You are listening to Almost Entirely Sports with Joshua Briscoe. People are getting down at the bees. Sign me up. I'll go to the bees at, at, at dark with you. On Sports Radio 810 WHB. Let's wrap it up here with Sterling Holmes. Uh, of the home stretch on ESP at Kansas City, fifteen ten a.m. ninety four point five FM. What's so funny, Sterling? <laughs> Nothing, man. Cool. What do you do to relax <laughs> when you're stressed? Where do you go? What do you, What do you do? You know, what's your what's your what's your de stressing uh, uh, space in your life? A lot of times, I shoot hoops. Love shooting around. I I would say golf, but no, that makes me more angry. Sure. Just, let's be real here. Yeah. Uh, reading books is always a good distress. Oh yeah, any any good books recently? Uh, I had a recommendation from Ari Timken last night that I I think I'm going to follow up on. I've read a few good ones this year. Let, let me pull up uh, one of my favorite ones. Um, you you can you can even we'll, we'll get to that. I just is there anything else though? You said you love you, you read a, you read a good book. Is there, do you make a drink or something? You know, like you a, a nice tea? cocktail? I, I thought I had oh, one. Oh, a drum. Good. I love to drum. Oh yeah. Okay. So you got a lot of things, but shooting hoops is interesting because you love shooting around whenever you're one, stressed. Yeah. I'd like to read you a headline from KansasCity.com. Shooting deer while driving drunk was stress relief, Michigan man told investigators. <laughs> so you and this guy both enjoyed drunkenly shooting. <laughs> is what I'm realizing now. That was not a setup. I certainly did not know what the headline was going to be. Um, and I just, this just seemed like a headline that you and I would both enjoy. I've not read this story. We're going to mm. re- find it out together. An investigation into poaching led Michigan wildlife officials to uncover one man's bizarre and dangerous form of stress relief, relief, authorities said. Beginning in the winter, wildlife officers noticed dead deer with gunshot wounds were piling up in northeast Kent County, their bodies often close to the rural roadways outside of nearby Grand Rapids. By mid-February, DNR officers had investigated at least 13 deer shot and left to rot in the area, wildlife officials said. Uh, Some tips coming around, all of this. Uh, A local man, 29-year-old Cedar Springs resident, Edward Trout. (laughs) Come on. His name is Ed Trout. Uh, investigators interviewed. Mike? I think he must be. Both of these dudes are just out here hitting dingers. Uh, investigators interviewed Trout, and he admitted to cruising and shooting on three occasions, killing a total of five deer. So, it, copycat. <laughs> There's 13. Here's my last paragraph for you. There's a lot more to this story, but this one seems like a real winner. It was therapeutic, he explained, driving his pickup truck with the music cranked loud, a handgun at the ready to fire at deer he'd spot in the fields and roads as he passed, often drunk or high or both, he told investigators. The overall experience, quote, relieved frustration. Did he get caught in the act of doing this? Because if he was no. not drunk and high, hear me out here, <laughs> yeah. he just made this a lot worse for That's himself. What I was 
That's what I was thinking. But he, they said interviewed him. Like investigators <laughs> interviewed him. I, I apparently what? he got some a tip. There was a tip sent in to to Edward Trout. So um, apparently some people knew that maybe he had some sort of um, untoward habits for stress relief. I don't know. I just wanted to make sure that you weren't driving around drunk and shooting deer out of a moving vehicle. It seemed if he favorite. accounted for five and he admitted to being drunk and high, I'm almost believing him that the other eight were not him. Somebody did say, oh, no. In early June, several months after launching the deer poaching investigation, officials received a new tip that Trout was spearing snapping turtles at a lake near Cedar Springs. He's leaving a lot of good food on the table. Trout said he was spearing the turtles out of concern for the safety of his children. So anyway, leave your wildlife alone and just go, don't, hey, don't shoot animals for stress relief. Shoot hoops. Sterling Holmes, 2024. TM. Uh, what's a good book you read? Ooh. I thought you, found, I thought you were finding uh, one. The Lincoln Highway was really good by Amir Tolls. We talked about that one. Already. Yeah, I know, but I, I've read a couple of decent ones, but nothing that I'm like really That's, just, you know what? Nope. just enthused nope. good. about. No, you know what? I'm No free clout. Good on you. Yeah. In fact, that means the show's over. Thanks for being here, Stu. Uh, thanks to Kent Swanson for joining us earlier on. And, and your last hour of a Wednesday show, so you can say goodbye to your mom. Hey, bye, mama. Bye.